On this episode of Lockdown Lightning, we're talking last night's loss in OT to the Buffalo Sabres and more trade targets. Who else is in the mix for the Lightning? All that and more. But first, let's play that music. Your Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And just a reminder that this episode of Locked On Lightning is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Today, we are doing a little bit of an abbreviated recap. You know, if if you've been listening to this show for quite some time, you know how it rolls, how we go, how we do it here. We're we're going over just certain things that 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 stuck out to us and 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 just you know why it happened and 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 also you know what can the Lightning do going forward? How can they bounce back? Uh, a tough loss in OT to division rivals, uh, the Buffalo Sabers, six five, uh, and the game ended on a shorthanded goal in overtime too. So just a very dis- very disappointing end to a kind of. I, I would say somewhat disappointing game, really. Uh, John Cooper was quoted after the game saying that this was just a game of mistakes. And and I, I think we could agree for the most part for, for every Lightning loss this season. Uh, I, I mean, we could even go back a couple of years, even in the years when they've won Cups, that, yeah, this the, every Lightning loss is a game of mistakes. You know, it, it's kind of funny that Coop came out and said that. Because I, I've said for the longest time with this Lightning team that really the biggest thing that is against them when it comes to and, and the only game I could really say I mean there are probably a handful of games in the last couple of years where the Lightning played well and they just weren't the better team. But overall, uh, I've been saying since pretty much the inception of this podcast uh, that really the the Lightning's biggest the the things that they don't do well or the things that work against them. Uh, when they do lose games is themselves. Anything that they do is always self-detrimental. And and so you saw in this game, I mean, every mistake pretty much for the most part led to a goal down the other end for the Buffalo Sabres. But the one thing that we could bring out for this game, the one thing that we could say uh, with confidence is that Braden Point should be you know, if this wasn't a Connor McDavid season in which he has just absolutely dominated the the Hart Trophy conversation and pretty much, let's face it, has won it or for pretty much, yeah, he won it back in November. That's how well he's been playing, hitting the 100-point mark. I think we could say at this point in time that, that Braden Point, in a normal season in which in which, you know, Connor McDavid isn't just having video game numbers at a video game uh, stretch or, or, or pace, is that Braden Point has been one of the top players in the league, at least in the scoring category. He threw 57 games played this year, 34 goals, 65 points overall, uh, seven game-winning goals, uh, and, and his point share is 7.6, which if you don't know what that is, a point share is just – you know, not necessarily think of it almost as as a, a fourth assist in a way. Um, 
uh, the amount the amount of points that he is responsible for uh plays that he starts or or gets going uh that lead to goals and and Braden point if if you don't believe in the numbers i think you could look at last night's goal as just how easy it was for him break away he actually gets the play going uh collects the puck along the boards in the in his own zone passes it out and then you could see him at the bottom of the screen just racing down uh and, and really getting the play where where headman didn't have to do much there uh he didn't have to think as much he didn't have to he didn't have to make a good play all he had to do was put the, the puck on on point stick and he did that and Braden point took care of the rest getting his 34th goal of the season at that point in time and and really you know, as much as we could say for a lot of the players on this team, if player A does well, like I've said in the past, if Ross Colton gets going or or Anthony Sorelli gets going, that's going to make a huge difference down the stretch because like we have reiterated over the last couple of weeks that really what the Lightning, what they're playing for right now is just, just getting better every single day in order to prepare for the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, I, 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 but I, but I really think at this point in time, we could safely say that what it comes down to it is that, you know, and, and you could break it down a number of ways. Yeah. The lightning, their long-term success is going to be dictated by Kucherov. Yeah, that is true. Absolutely. It's going to be dictated by how Andre Vasilevsky plays down the stretch and in the playoffs. Absolutely. Can't argue with it with you there, but I think we could all agree as people who are hockey fans, people who follow and love this lightning team, that what it comes down to is I think that really what it comes down to the long-term success, because I think the, the minimum expectations for this team is an Eastern conference final appearance. Um, But I think we could also say at this point with the, the amount of uh, inconsistencies to their game. The Lightning are still probably one of the best teams in the league. Like I said the other day, plus 900 odds to win the Stanley Cup, uh, Stanley Cup, which is fifth uh, best in the league. The the heart and soul of the success of this Lightning team, and you could see it as the season has gone on, is Braden Point. When Braden Point plays well, for the most part, the Lightning have a very good chance of winning games. I mean, we, we've seen it over and over and over again how good of a player he is. He's just getting better and better. And, and I think that, like I alluded to before and on other shows, that if Braden Point, if he plays at this level consistently and, and you have Connor McDavid not being out of this world and being one of the best players on the planet, which he usually is, but you know, the numbers are just absolutely just lopsided in this case. I, I think that we could safely say that Braden Point at least has a shot. I'm not saying he has a shot to win the Hart Trophy, but I think he has a sh- he's at least somewhat in the conversation. The the argument can be made for, for Braden Point to, to get a couple of first place uh, votes. Now, other people outside of the lightning fan community might say, well, Braden point is only good because of what he does because of the players around him. Now, yes. Is it, is his job and his life significantly easier on some nights because of Steven Stamkos, because of Nikita Kucherov, because of Nick Paul? Absolutely. I'm not going to argue with that, but he could absolutely go out there and do nothing, almost take a step back uh, and, and not do as well because sometimes players, uh, and this goes for any sport. 
across the four major sports or, or any sport, you know, you could think of soccer, you know, whatever, you know, the, the point is, is that sometimes players kind of sit back because they're like, well, I'm surrounded by a bunch of stars. So, you know, the, the opportunities will come to me and I won't have to do as much where Braden point at times he may not look as assertive, but here's the thing. The, the, the difference with him, and then you could also make the case for, for Nikita Kucherov as well, and the success that he has had, is that these guys don't have to press the issue because they have so many high-quality players around them. But what separates those two guys, especially Braden Point, from other players on top teams is their ability to take over when need be. Their, their ability to execute when the time comes, when your team is not necessarily playing as well as it should around you on a nightly basis. And and we've seen that more than a handful of times this year, especially with Braden Point, as you saw last night uh, in that just very just wild game in, in which uh, in which the, the, the lightning were just it. it I don't know. It, it Like I've stated before in previous episodes, hockey's a weird sport, people. You know, there's going to be nights where, and we've seen it here with this Lightning team this season. They'll go out, they'll play spectacular, they'll be they'll, they'll be flying, play almost a a, a, a picture perfect game, and then they'll go out and and fall to some of the one of the worst teams in the league. But the thing that you could guarantee on every night, and and I think we could agree with this with Braden Point especially, is that he has gone out there and he has given this Lightning team a chance to win on a nightly basis. And, and, and I think that's why he, he deserves, and, and I'm very curious to see how the, the, the heart trophy race ends up. Now we all know that, that Connor McDavid is winning. Now I'm very curious to see. And I think that this is going to be very telling of where the NHL, uh, how they view Braden point. Cause we know that Nikita Kucherov is going to get some, some votes as for where he finishes I think he'll finish second, but as per, for point, you know, if he is just outside that top three, I think that's going to be very telling of, of what the league thinks of him. Because in past years, like we always say, and like we've always seen, is that the it, it almost seems as though everybody only wakes up to Braden Point and his playing ability when the playoffs roll around. So now if it, if the, the, the league is going to wake up to, to him during the regular season and finally uh, realize uh, his talent and and how big of a part he is of this Tampa Bay Lightning's team success. So we'll keep an eye on that. I mean, it, I had to, you know, I really wanted to talk about Anthony Sorelli, but I, I think that, you know, Anthony, I think Point has just played absolutely incredible this entire year. And, and yeah, he's, he's approaching that 40 goal mark for the second time in his career, but I just, it just feels different. You know, he was, he was a little bit younger when he did that, but I, I just feel like this year, Thing that happened um, over the last couple of years and how much he has grown since that first Stanley Cup. And, and you're starting to see a, a little bit of a turning of the tide. You know, Stamkos, still effective. Kucherov, still effective. Um, Stammer, you know, we are going to get to that point in the next couple of years where his age might start to show it. I, You know, he's still relatively young. I, he's not over the hill just yet. Uh, but, you know, there is going to be a time where, where we're going to have you know, the conversation that, oh, Stamkos looked his age tonight. Uh, Kucherov wasn't really effective. And we know how hot and cold Kuch could get at times. 
And, and so, you know, that's when the team more than anything is going to look at 21 to really come out and, 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 and be the guy to win games for them on a nightly basis. And, and, you know, not to say that Anthony Sorelli hasn't been doing things. We've been talking about him. Um, hasn't played that many games this year. Came back or came back late in the season due to offseason surgery. 34 games up to this point. But, I mean, he has really turned it on since New Year's. 22 games played. Seven goals, 12 points. I mean, he's absolutely killing it. One game-winning goal out of all those. Uh, his plus-minus is over six. So, you know what? Another guy. I mean, we could. the list goes on of players that, other than Stamkos and Kucherov, uh, who could go out there and, and, and can be effective. And like I said, um, Sorelli, he, he's, he's starting to turn it on. If he could turn it on down the road uh, toward before the playoffs, I mean, this is going to be a very scary lightning team and, and really something that I think it's going to be a little bit of a difference uh, since, toward, uh, since last year's playoff team. So keep an eye on that. Keep on Sorelli. Uh, definitely keep an eye on point because I don't think he's done by any stretch of the imagination. I think he's, he's very close. I think he'll end up at this pace. The way he's scoring with such ease and, you know, just how comfortable he is, I think we could very well see 43 goals out of him, maybe close to 45 if he gets a couple of uh, two goal nights here and there down the stretch. So we'll keep an eye on that as well. So coming up in the second segment, we're talking about, you know, the Lightning, it kind of looks like they're out on Barbashev at this point. Uh, we spoke in the last episode, Janot and, and, and Lafferty, possible other options for the lightning but we talk about someone else that we haven't spoken about in just a bit but first i want to talk about today's sponsor and that is built bar now are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories then you gotta try a built bar what makes built bar so good you might ask well for starters they're all covered in 100 percent real chocolate that's right real chocolate now i'm not sure how built bar does it but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy, only 130 calories and four grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And guess what? They're just not available on their website. They are now available in Walmart as well as Sam's Club. So if you're near Walmart or a local Sam's Club, go ahead and grab one. So go ahead and grab one. They got new flavors, brownie, brownie batter and churro. You'll thank me later. So go to built.com and get yours. If not, go to your local Walmart or Samco for your Bilt Bar. So once again, I want to thank everybody for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed. Now, we spoke on the last episode. Uh, the, the news kind of dropped online, or I, I wouldn't say dropped, but kind of leaked online in, in a very just very weak manner, which is fine. I mean, you know, Barbashev isn't one of the top guys that everyone's going after. It, it, if we're looking at the trade deadline, it's the, the Patrick Kane auction, I guess, right now, or just basically wherever Patrick Kane wants to go at this point in time. Plus, on the other side of that, if a deal could get done. Now, the Lightning, unfortunately, aren't in the running for that. They just don't have the assets to pull off a deal like that. And on the same, at the same time, I mean, you really – don't know like is Kane gonna leave after this year so you know I think it's a very risky move for any team that decides to give up the farm for Patrick Kane if he doesn't indeed leave Chicago but we spoke on the last episode uh with Barbashev kind of I guess the lightning not being in on that conversation anymore now we're still a little ways away from the trade deadline so things might change or things might step up for the lightning in their talks with possibly uh talking to the st louis blues about a barbershop deal but you know it's it's also good to look at other 
other other targets. You know, we we got Sam Lafferty, who I think is a very f- fast player, uh, very good on the power play. Uh, you know, just does a lot of things. He he kind of reminds me of what like Matthew Joseph did, uh, sort of in his time here with the Lightning. You know, has a lot of speed underneath him. Uh, not going to score you a ton of goals, but could definitely be a disruptor. And that's something the Lightning do need, especially on the PK, um, especially in the playoffs. So you definitely want to have a guy like that uh, in your arsenal, especially with everything, you know, with the whole Vladisov Nemestikov thing going on here with the Lightning. He's starting to slowly come on finally, but I don't know if it's going to be sort of a long term uh, thing for him to be able to sustain going into the the, the, the playoffs and in a, a very tough series against Toronto in the first round. So obviously the lightning want to just bolster up their lineup. And we also spoke about, <clears throat> you know, we're today, we're also talking about Vladisov, another Vladisov, a, a Vladisov Garikov. Um, you know, we spoke about it, um, how, you know, the lightning do need a death forward. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't, I would, if, if the lightning weren't going to be able to make a deal for a, a uh, a forward probably their best bet would be a defenseman now the reasoning for that is just because you know victor hedman uh hasn't really looked like himself and, and i just feel like with him even though it seems like he's been playing through something the last couple of months uh really from the beginning of the season quite honestly i just think that i'm not saying that we're gonna have an issue with, with hetty at any point in terms of injury but you never know you don't want to be st- standing there uh, with no backup plan and, and you know, the, the other shoe falls for Hedman. And, you know, now we're talking about him possibly being out for the next couple of weeks or a couple of games. So you want to be able to have a guy that's going to be able to slide in there. Now, Garakov isn't a suitable replacement for Hedman in any stretch of the imagination, but I, I just feel like Hedman hasn't been moving around as well as he normally does. And, and clearly something is wrong with him. Now, Garakov, he 52 games played this year, three goals, seven assists, uh, plus minus of minus eight. I'm not going to really look at that with any type of seriousness, considering he is in Columbus uh, and Columbus is one of the worst teams in the league. But the thing that really sticks out to me for Garikov and, you know, just from firsthand experience of with the Lightning playing the Blue Jackets the last couple of years and seeing Garikov play is his he's a big player and he could get around the ice. And, and it's not just it's not like he has a whole lot of speed underneath him. It's just that his instincts are good. And and anytime you have a defenseman that does have good instincts underneath them, especially a guy like that at six, three two twenty one, 21, um, your instincts have to be good. And, and I, to, he's going to definitely be able to, to, to go in there and, and maybe slide in on a third line, you know, probably on the off chance once Chernak, uh, is a hundred percent. You move him up if Hedman were to get hurt, or or if Bogosian were to go down, or if a Cole were to go down. Uh, the Lightning definitely don't want to have Sergachev go down because you know that there's your top offensive defenseman right there. Um, and, and you know the other player that I spoke about on le- yesterday's episode as well. Because here's the thing: it, it was was Chan- Tanner Janot from the Nashville Predators. Was that you know it's not the worst thing in the world if the Lightning don't get a defenseman now i feel like garakov is the best bet for them just given that you know the columbus is just they're not in it and you know it looks like that they're willing to give uh a team garakov just for the 
<clears throat> just for the sake of getting pieces here and there. I honestly think that Garakov might he he might just be cost he might cost just a draft pick at this point. Um I would be shocked if if you know and that's why I want the deal to be if the deal were to be made, it be made now instead of on the 11th hour. That's why I've been stressing this throughout the entire time we've been talking about trades is because I don't want there to be a situation where Brees boss and, and teams do this. You never hear about it as much, but teams do this. And this is why we get deals where people say, oh, this team got fleeced. You know, they gave up way more than they should have. Oh, you could tell they were desperate. I don't want the lightning to be a desperate team. Get the deal done now. You know, if you're going to make a trade for Garikov, if you're going to make a trade for, for Tanner Janot, who I really would love, do it now. You know, don't, don't, don't go to the 11th hour on March 3rd and, and, you know, and having to give up a draft pick and a Jack Finley for Vladislav Garikov. Yeah, he's a good piece, but he's not worth that. That's, I feel that's, that's a little bit overpaying in my opinion. So we'll see. I mean, you know, also on the other side of that, we spoke about 2025 first round draft pick for the Lightning. Do they give that up? But what, for what? For Garikov? No, absolutely not. For Janot, I feel like you're getting a multi-dimensional player there. So I, I I think that, in my opinion, why not? For a Sam Lafferty, absolutely not. I think as much as I, I, I think because with Janot, you're getting a guy who could do a little bit of everything, like I stated yesterday, that you're getting or or the, the episode before, you're getting a you're getting kind of a player who is somewhat similar or in my opinion has the potential to be like a Yanni Gord. And so we know how, how valuable that is uh, to a team like the Tampa Bay Lightning who, who try to go and win a Stanley Cup every single year. So ideally, if and, and I was seeing some different combos of, of, of trades that Lightning fans were putting up on Twitter, mo- mostly just players that they would have wanted, I would prefer Garakov and Janelle. Now, if it, it all depends, like I said, at the end of the day, what is Nashville and Columbus asking for in return? I think Janot is going to cost Jack Finley and a draft pick. I think Garikov could dra- could probably cost a draft pick. Um, anything more than that, I just think that I think if you give up a mid-level draft pick to Columbus or two mid-level draft picks, you know, like a fourth, you know, I'm not looking, I'm not saying necessarily that the Lightning have these, but, you know, just for any team, I think Garikov will cost you, you know, like a, a fourth or a fifth uh, and and maybe a seventh uh, for a year later uh, for 2025 or something like that. I don't think that you're going to have to overpay too much. I just think that, um, if the Lightning have to give up too much for Janot, uh, you may not have enough assets. Or, excuse me, if 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 the Lightning give up too much for for Garikov, they may not have necessarily enough to also get Janot uh, to fill in uh, on one of those forward lines. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that. You know, things are always fluid with the trade deadline and 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 conversation around it. Uh, but I would I would think that Janot and Garakov would probably be very good fits for the Tampa Bay Lightning as they try to get back uh, to another Stanley Cup final. 
So wrapping things up on the show, if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow on our social media pages at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. Give me a follow on Twitter at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-8-N-K. Tweet to me what you want. What's your trade deadline wish list? I've told you mine, Janelle and Garakov, or either or, or both. I prefer both. Maybe I'm being a little selfish here. Comment below what would you like to see on our YouTube page on, under this video. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, what do you think uh, is the best case scenario for the Tampa Bay Lightning on March 3rd at the trade deadline? Preferably, I hope it doesn't come down to, to March 3rd. We're still sitting here and, and saying, well, you know, we're going to wait and see what the Lightning do. No, I would prefer that something gets done. Now, my prediction of a deal getting done earlier this week obviously didn't happen. And I think more of that was just wishful thinking. So we didn't have to be sitting here uh, talking about potential deals instead of talking about what can player A or B do uh, for the Lightning going forward. But I guess we're just going to have Julian Breesboss is going to have to keep us waiting uh, until then. So, yeah, definitely reach out to the show. Let us know what you think. Uh, definitely get in those mailbag questions. We'll be doing episodes over the weekends as per usual. So keep that, keep an eye out for that. We're going to do, I'll do a mailbag every single episode. It, it could only be one question. It could be two uh, or three or four or five. doesn't matter to me. We'll definitely do as well. I'll answer as many questions as you guys want as, 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 you, as long as you send them in. So keep and do that as well. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of locked on lightning part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.